Aloha, beloved. Hi, friends. Welcome to Peaceful by Nature. I'm your host, Sage. And as the name of this podcast suggests, I believe that we are all peaceful by nature. It is coming upon the new moon in October 2022, and I am recording in a beautiful Olinda forest in Maui, Hawaii, planet Earth. You may hear the occasional human, distant car or cracking of a piece of the forest. After recording a few of these podcasts, either in my car or in a (laughs) pretty noisy apartment in Kihei, I decided that What would serve me and the podcast and you best is if I came to a place that inspired peace. The name of this podcast has a lot of layers, but one of them is, I believe, our returning to nature, returning to the wilderness, spaces and places that feel like They cradle us and hold us. We'll allow each one of us individually to come back home to our bodies. To our relationship with the planet, with Mother Earth. To one another. To come back into right relationship with one another. And so I'm recording this with my co-host, the forest, and the birds, and all the creatures here. Today's question comes from somebody who found my podcast, I guess, on Spotify, And the essence of her question is something I believe that many people wonder and that human beings, I believe, since we've become aware of our own awareness, have asked. And that is, what is my purpose? And thank you to Brittany for writing in with this beautiful question question and for your kind email and I hope that this answer or guidance allows you to reflect in a way that is honest and in integrity as you discover 
the purpose that is right here, right now. I will offer some steps to lead you to the trailhead of your purpose. These are not linear. They may unfold in a spiraling way. And you, my dear Brittany and dear listener, are the one who is going to go on this path. Ultimately, it's your own personal, highly individualized curriculum that you are here on planet Earth taking, showing up for daily. And as Ramda says, we are all walking each other home. And so everything I offer is like we are wilderness explorers together and we're going inward bound, inward into the wilderness of your own terrain. And I can share with you from a place of authenticity and truth my inward terrain of how I am finding purpose or discovering rather aligning with my purpose on the planet and what I witness in my students and in my clients and my friends and my family. And these are signposts or gentle guidance and they are no way a... Um, they are no way the answer. <laughs> if anyone tells you they have the answer, I would question that because I feel we are discovering, we are co-creating, we are co-discovering what is being asked of us and how we are meant to show up on the planet at this time. And that takes deep individual self-reflection and presence. The first step is to create space to rest. And so the first step to finding your purpose or discovering what's inside of you is to clear space to rest, to not do, to clear the schedule and to turn off the phone and ideally get into nature where there is spaciousness and quiet, at least a place in your home or another space that will be undisturbed. And it's not a one-time deal. It's a commitment to resting and to listening. And your purpose is to awaken to anything that is keeping you from resting in peace. When you lie down to rest... If you lay down in the afternoon, what arises? What voices in your head come in of, I should be doing something, I should be working on something, I could be 
reaching out, responding to email, responding to text. I could be cleaning. I could be preparing. I should be doing this for my children, for my partner, for my family, for my friends. I should be exercising. I should, I should, I should, I should. Whatever arises that keeps you from resting in peace, your task is to meet those voices and question why. And if if you lay down and you cannot rest in peace because there are lies that you've been telling yourself or other people. Lack of integrity will keep you restless, will keep you from resting in peace. And your purpose is to get into right relationship with yourself and with others and with the planet. Whatever is keeping you from resting in peace This is the first place to unravel purpose. From my own journey, when I lay down at night, now, it's so drastically different than when I laid down at night two years ago. the ways that I was deceiving myself, deceiving those in my life, subtle but deceptive. And a year even further back, it doesn't really matter the timeline, but there were so many times that I was hiding, hiding how much I was drinking, hiding how I really felt about people, hiding my deep desires and what I wanted for my life. And I have heard that the best way to avoid deathbed regret is to avoid bedtime regret. And I would say that that's also an includes nap time regret or nap time disturbances. And this is not to say that we don't show up in responsible ways and just sleep away and avoid the world by staying in bed. But if you are on a constant do, 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 go, 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 what is keeping you from resting in peace? I believe that our purpose is to be the change we want to see in the world. That your body and your life is a portal of liberation. So your purpose doesn't need to go out and be found. It's exactly where you are right now. 
to be where your feet are and to slow down and listen to what is being asked of you. To be the change you want to see. All of the external ways that we want to shift the world, a lot of them are structural. So if we look out and, and, and see the damage that patriarchy and the patriarchal structure has created, it has kept me trapped in my own prison of unworthiness, of shame, of not fully expressing my sexuality, my sensuality, my creativity, the fullness of my voice, the right to take up space. And it's also denied me of my softness, tenderness, and peace, slowness, spiral way of being that is nonlinear. It's kept me from the true nature of who I am, of who you are, of who we all are, which is peaceful by nature. And when I rest, the things that come into my mind of needing to do, 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 do in service of patriarchy and in service of capitalism, I should be exercising. I should be cleaning the house. I should be creating some program or something to make more money. Anything that arises that keeps me are serving systems that I want to see changed in the world and the first place that those systems are disrupted is here and that is my purpose. I rest. I am. I rest. I don't say anything. I rest. I don't buy anything. I rest. I listen. I can hear the small, tender voice of God. I rest. I find forgiveness for myself, for other people. I rest. I have realizations. I have new perspectives. I rest. I love my body. I learn the sensitivity that is here. I rest. I pray. I rest, I feel, I rest, I am still, I am still. And in that stillness, I am the change I want to see in the world. And that is aligning with purpose. And then, as I take this essential state of stillness and calm and peace and equanimity 
inside of me. It always lives inside of me. It lives inside of you. It's in the essence of the tree, the bird, the cloud. This peace. is within no matter where you go. And all of the external forms can shift and change. You have a job, you lose a job, you have a relationship, you lose a relationship. It's all an elusive game of things changing. Things change, that is the nature of reality. And at the core of it is peace. One of my favorite authors and humans that I have not met but am inspired by is Martha Beck. And there are two books that I have read and I've been inspired by and have given me the space for personal self-reflection. One is Finding Your North Star and the other is The Way of Integrity. And... One way that I have aligned myself with purpose is to hone in on my core values as a human being. These are my North Star and these are my anchor points. When life feels overwhelming or when there's big questions, I know I can come home to this foundation. I believe in truth and love. And my core navigation tools are integrity and faith. And for you, they might be other things, but I offer my own as an inspiration for you to reflect on what are my core values and what do I come home to? Because when things get really overwhelming and there's a lot of noise and a lot of people's opinions about something that is happening in your life, it can be really easy to lose your center. And your purpose is to come back to the truth of who you are and to act in integrity with who you are. And the answer becomes clear. That you tell the truth with love, that you act in alignment with your integrity. And then for me, aligning with my integrity allows me to have faith. And I have faith because I am in, in integrity. And Martha also has a wonderful tool, which is a phrase. It's so simple. And the phrase is simply, I am meant to, and then fill in the blank. So if you say something like, I am meant to begrudgingly take out the garbage and scrub the floors and clean the house and be resentful because nobody is helping me. And then feel how that feels in your body. And if you're questioning, 
a life path. I am meant to fill in the blank and then listen to how your body responds to it. I am meant to fill in the blank. Listen to how your body responds. I am meant to live in peace. I am meant to live in peace. When I say this, my whole being softens. And it can be smaller things, smaller decisions. When I decided to come and record the podcast here in the forest, I am meant to record in a way that makes me feel joyful and peaceful and at ease and wanting to do the podcast. Oh, it made me feel so relieved that I didn't need to be trying to micromanage my environment or sweating in a car or doing anything that was out of alignment with my desire. I am meant. So try those things and check out those books. I'll link to them in the show notes and you can try them out. Let me know how this works for you, if this is helpful for you, Brittany, or anyone else who uses this as a guide to discovering the purpose that's here and now inside. Another way of discerning, and discernment is very clarifying, discerning why you are doing any particular thing or why you are making any particular choice. These can be really big life decisions like making a move, um, getting married, going into a new job, big life decisions, what we think of as big life decisions. Or it could be smaller life decisions, what you're choosing to eat, what you are choosing to buy, how you are creating your home life, your work life, your social life. And it takes self-reflection. And the question is, why? What do you hope you will gain from this? What are you hoping that you will feel from finding your purpose? So for a while, I was creating a business, Balanced by Sage, which was a health and wellness business. It was when I was living in Los Angeles and I wanted to help people create balance in their lives. I still do. But the why underneath what I was doing was not an integrity. The reason that I was doing it was because I was part of an accountability group and I really wanted these people to like me. I wanted them to say, good job, Sage. You did a great job building your website. It looks beautiful. I wanted to have the 
feedback that I was doing things that people liked and that I was getting social approval. But at that point in my life, I wasn't yet balanced within my own life. I was still drinking quite a lot. And it doesn't matter how much kale you eat, it will not counteract a bottle or two of wine every single night. And I was not living in integrity in so many other ways that there was no way that I would be able to be of real true service of helping other people create balance in their lives to be the change. And how I show up in the work that I do now is such a different quality. There is a feeling that is created when someone is living in their truth. And ask yourself, why? What am I hoping to feel and what do I think I will get from this? Which leads us to this question of internal versus external validation. A few things that I do know about your purpose, anyone's purpose, is that one, it will not feel like an obligation in a way that's heavy or makes you feel lethargic. It may feel like a beautiful opportunity, but if it feels obligatory or like you owe it to someone or you owe it to the world... That is not how we were created. You're created for growth and love and joy and integrity and to co-create peace on earth. Your purpose is not a burden. Your purpose is also not something that you hope to achieve and then be happy or be at peace or find joy. The path along the way is the purpose of how it will unfold and allow you to become who you are here to become. It's drawing forth in you. It's bringing out in you all of the beautiful qualities that would not be expressed if it was not drawing you out. Like the seed like an acorn, like an acorn contains the entirety of the oak and it feels this yearning to grow and to reach to the sun and to break through the soil and then grow its trunk and spread its branches and open its leaves and open and open and open. And the growth that is drawn forth from the acorn, all of that potentiality was inside and it's the same with your purpose you are being drawn forth by your purpose it's not an obligation so question if it's external or internally motivated And if it's externally motivated, if you're feeling like I should do this thing because then I would get approval from mom, dad, brother, sister, kin, siblings, friends, partner, spouse, teacher, 
anyone else, if you're doing it because you want to make someone else proud, it's probably not your purpose. Or it may be your purpose, but you need to deepen your relationship with it so that you can come from a place of true authenticity and true integrity. And I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that nobody's purpose is to collect as many likes or hearts or followers or subscribers or dollars in the bank account as possible because that will never fulfill you. Never, never, never. And the equivalent of that is the car, a certain brand of clothing, a certain size house, anything that is outside that you believe will make you feel worthy on the inside is a false refuge. Discernment between the desires of the ego and fueled by the ego and the alignment with true self, true refuge. True true refuge and false refuge. I talk about this with my yoga teacher trainee students and, and also my clients. It's a really clear way of discerning which choices and which actions to take, whether they're coming from a place that you think you're going to get happiness, joy, acceptance, love, peace, the things that you crave, whether they are coming from false refuge or true refuge. So false refuge would be social standing, money, being a certain size, fitting into a certain group of people, all of the things that you know really don't bring you true salvation. It also could be escaping and numbing social media, drinking, television, the quick fixes that are not really fixes, the things that end up draining your energy. These are false refuge. True refuge in Buddhism, three places where we find true refuge. They are the Buddha, which is our own and everybody's Buddha nature. The goodness that is inside each human being, the nobility at the core the essence of when you say namaste, the light in me sees and recognizes and honors the light in you. Finding refuge in that. Rumi, again, your task is not to seek for love, but to seek and find the barriers you have built against it and embrace them in any moment that you are not in love with the Buddha nature in another person or in yourself, opportunity to expand your heart, to process past trauma, and to come home. Your purpose is in right relationship 
the true refuge of Buddha nature. And this does not mean that you enmesh yourself and spend time with people who have ways of being, social conditioning and plastering over their Buddha nature that is toxic and harmful. You can love toxic from a distance. Recognizing that the truth of every single human being is their essential goodness and setting clear quality boundaries that honor your own goodness, your own Buddha nature. The first refuge is Buddha, the Buddha nature. The second refuge is Dharma. And the Dharma is your life path, your purpose. And the purpose is a river that you get into. And all of the ways that I'm speaking about getting into the river of your purpose or being on the purpose path, your journey of individual discovery, is discernment, um, false refuge and true refuge. And waking up continually and noticing in every moment, am I responding from a place of love and truth or is it coming from fear and trauma and the past? And that's not a bad thing. If there is trauma and fear, healing those things, giving space to heal. Your dharma is your healing. And for many of us, the energy of Chiron, which is the wounded healer, that you are here to serve those who are in pain, in suffering, in ways that you were in pain and suffering and have found a way through. And it's not a prescriptive path of you do exactly what I'll do and I'll show you the way because I have all the answers, but here's how I made it through. I'm here to walk you home. And that's what I hope to do with my work. And and what I hope to do by, what I hope to illuminate by sharing my personal story is to let you know that you're not alone in the ways that our culture, our overculture, has plastered over the truth of who you are. True refuge is in Dharma and right relationship with our livelihood and our service. Because ultimately, you'll take time for yourself and if you lived from a way that was just like, I want to do this thing because this will make me happy, you will eat enough ice cream or indulge whatever the thing is that you feel will bring you happiness. And eventually, a couple weeks, a month, you'll realize that that's not fulfilling. That your dharma is to be of service to others in right relationship with others. And you show up exactly where you are in the way that you want to see the change If you are not in a job that you absolutely are divinely in love with and you don't feel is your calling, is making meaning, how can you show up in that work in a way that is bringing the essence of what you do desire? 
So the Dharma. And perhaps I'll go into right relationship with our work in another podcast. The third refuge is the Sangha. Our spiritual community, our community of human beings who are devoted to truth and love and not spiritually bypassing. If you've been in circle with me, you know that this space is brave and safe for deep truth and authenticity and vulnerability to be expressed and to be witnessed non-judgmentally, to have human beings who are there in unconditional love, or if they're not, which most of us aren't because we have triggers, we're aware, oh, I'm feeling judgment or I'm aware of my own reactivity and that's my work. And then to return to love within the community. We can't do this alone. Brittany, you can't figure it out alone. For many years, I tried to get sober alone and for other people. And both of those don't work. It is an inside game. And then you need to ask for help. So discerning between true refuge and false refuge. And make a list for yourself. Take time to journal. Where are all the places that I am looking for external validation or finding false refuge in numbing, leaving the present, shoving down my pain, bypassing the feelings that are here to be felt? And where am I really true and honest in my relationships? And what feels in integrity. A few ways I want to offer that can help unfurl your path. One, I will say it again because I love it so much, daily practice, daily morning practice. And I shared about this in the last two episodes because it is such a homecoming and continues to be daily practices. First thing in the morning, having a soul book, The Course in Miracles. Really, The Course in Miracles has been such an amazing way for me to align with purpose on a daily basis. In essence, the purpose is to align with love and truth and forgive, align with gratitude and let go of grievances. And instead of grievances, on the other side of every grievance, everything that you think the world needs to be different, this person should be different, I resent this person for this, the world for this, on the other side of that, Every single problem, there is a solution. That shift in perspective is the miracle. And the daily practice of returning to the truth first thing in the morning, 
Marianne Williamson says, give the first five minutes to God and the rest of the day unfolds in miraculous ways. A morning practice, your daily discipline of returning to truth. Meditate. Journal. Find stillness. Be in nature. Move your body. And set the clear intention of how you want to show up. Because you're much more likely to come into consciousness and respond wisely in moments that would have been reactive. On the contrary, grabbing your phone first thing, grabbing a big cup of coffee and jolting yourself up with caffeine, going to the gym, pushing your body... It's all wonderful to move your body in the morning, but witness how and why you are doing it. I used to be trapped in such a cycle of not just caffeine like coffee, but like red line and extreme caffeine pills first thing in the morning to jack myself up to sweat so hard in the gym. And why? Because I had overdrank the night before and I had so much to sweat out because I felt so crappy and I jolted myself up with caffeine. I jolted my nervous system wide awake. So I was wired and tired all day long, going, 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 concrete and get going to a job that I didn't like and and plastering on a smile and not speaking my truth and shoving down how I really felt And then at the end of the day, there was so much that was unprocessed that I just wanted to turn it off. And so I ended up over drinking and then shaming myself and waking up in spirals of anxiety at two o'clock in the morning and then doing the whole thing over again. (sighs) Your purpose starts with how you begin each day. And the second thing is that every single morning, depends on how you slept the night before. And it goes back to that question that I asked at the beginning, what keeps you from resting in peace? When you lay down in bed at the end of the day, or lay down to rest, to take a nap, what keeps you from resting in peace? Your purpose is to uncover and unravel those things in your life so you can rest in peace. The internalized structures of capitalism that keep us in this very mechanized, industrial way of really turning our humanity into a machinery, it comes from slavery. How little... Can we feed and sleep people? And how hard can we work them? At the beginning of this podcast, I have tried to essentialize what it is I do and get a little key phrase. I've tried for years. I'm sage and I fill in the blank. I'm sage and I provide fill in the blank. And specialization, I really feel that there is, excuse me, I'm getting emotional about this. But it's been a burden. There is really great potential in figuring out exactly what 
it is that you're offering. And I, and I understand that there is great freedom that can come in choice. But I feel like so much of our trying to squeeze people into very specialized things is not honoring the fullness of our humanity. And one thing that has kept me from resting in peace is this constant need to figure out my niche, to keep myself in line, to find one path and one purpose. It's a lie. Your purpose is. Your purpose is how you are showing up in every moment. The path is unfolding right before you. You do not have to go find it. Whatever has kept you is keeping you from resting in peace, sleeping deeply. This will give you a key to how you need to shift. The third way of discovering your purpose is to tune in to your visions and your dreams. And this cannot come in an over-stimulated environment. If you're constantly on social media and watching TV or listening to a podcast, well, except for this podcast, but if you're constantly listening to other people's opinions and other people's voices, you can't hear the voice of God, the voice of truth, of wisdom inside you. Tune into your dreams, your visions, Tune in. Tune in to your desires. And your desires and visions and dreams are not in the figuring out part of the brain. They're deeper. Tune into the sensations in your body. Allow for spaciousness for non-activity, non-linear, timeless space. Which leads me to the fourth, which is listen to your body. There is ancient wisdom in your body. In today's practice, I will guide you to listen deeply down into the Dantian, the womb, the first mind. Lead from the pelvis, from this space of creation, creativity, down in the sacral chakra. Safety in the root, in our resting. And come home to your body, feel the sensations in your body. Your purpose is awakening to all of the sensations and giving space for all of the sensations of the fullness in your humanity, of your humanity, of your human expression. In the body, your conscious embodiment is your divinity. Your purpose is your divine expression.
the fifth path to purpose is coming to places in nature and attuning to Mother Earth. It doesn't need to be a huge week-long backpacking trip or camping trip. Find space to connect with the nature that is right here, right now. Look at the sky. You might be able to hear the wind whispering through the pines above me. Care for the nature that is in your vicinity. Your body. Wherever you can, be barefoot. Wherever you can, be naked in nature. Go skin to skin with Mother Earth. Lay on the sand. Lay on the grass. Lay on the forest bed. Bathe. Stargaze, moon bathe, float in the ocean, in a lake, in a river, lay by a stream, even if it's just a little pocket park in Los Angeles or a corner of some place that is otherwise frantic, create little pockets of peace. Care, tend for the nature that is there. We will not save our planet out of obligation. It will come from this space of intimacy and tenderness. And the sixth way to discovering your purpose is to come into right relationship with those in your life through authentic relationship, speaking truth, finding forgiveness, true forgiveness, returning to love, setting boundaries, And showing up in a way that is in integrity with who you know you are and being the change you want to see in relationship instead of this person should be different. You have no control over other people, no control over how they act and no control over how they perceive you. You do have discernment on how you are willing to show up in the relationship. If you are afraid that people wouldn't like you if they truly knew who you were and you're hiding, you're not giving them the chance to love you. And if you are creating conditions for people that they need to be a certain way in order for you to love them, 
Your work is to find the space of unconditional love and to set boundaries. And boundaries are not what other people have to do. Boundaries are what you will do. If you do this, I will leave. So right relationship with others is the sixth portal to purpose. The seventh is to find your joy. <laughs> Ananda Mayakosha is the bliss body to align with joy and recognize that this is your true nature and your right uh, birthright as a human being. This is not something that you need to earn. It is essential and free. It's free. It cannot be bought and it does not um, belong to anybody. No job is going to give it to you. No person, no external thing is going to give you the peace and joy that is within you. And the eighth, and I'll leave you with this, reflect on your values. What do you truly value? And that's it. Those are my eight portals to purpose. This is not at all my definitive final thoughts or reflections on discovering your purpose. But I'm going to leave it there for this month. And next month, I will be joined by my husband, Andy. We're going to have a conversation on purpose, values, and aligning your life with authenticity and integrity. We have very different perspectives on a lot of things. And so I think it will be really interesting for you to meet him and to see how the conversation unfolds. We haven't recorded it yet. It was just been something that we've been talking about these last few days. And I feel like it's an edge for me to invite him on and have a public conversation with someone who knows me so intimately and who I know so intimately and who I'm navigating partnership with and team with and marriage with. So that will be next month. November's podcast will be with my husband. If you have any questions for us, please reach out at Wild Sacred Sage on Instagram. You can email me wildsacredsage at gmail.com or connect with me through my website wildsacredcollective.com. If you are on Maui, I am teaching at Maui Yoga Shala on Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday mornings. A beautiful yoga flow at 9 a.m. I also teach at Maui Hot Yoga in Kihei on Thursday evenings at 6. And we will be opening up the, let's see, the spring, yes, the spring 2023 Sacred Sexuality Circle live on Maui. This is a sexually sexual awakening for women circle. So stay in the loop by following me on Instagram 
reach out if you are on Maui or you would like more information about our sacred sexuality work. And finally, no, not finally, almost finally, I am taking one-on-one coaching clients at this time. I'm wrapping up my season with a few people and I have a couple spots opening up. My coaching sessions can be live in person on Maui or if you'd like to connect over Zoom, I also offer one-on-one or small group coaching sessions. These are embodiment coaching or intimacy coaching sessions and reach out if you would like more information or have questions on how to work with me. And finally, the final thing I'll say is thank you. Thank you for tuning in, for listening. I hope you enjoy this practice. Please share the podcast with other people who you feel would find it nourishing and supportive. And reach out to me with your questions if you would like them answered here on the pod. Have a peaceful and wonderful new moon, October 2022. And I will see you in November, beloveds. Namaste. This practice is best done lying down. And take time, enjoy the process of setting up your yoga nidra space getting whatever you need, pillows to support the knees, the head. Anything that is going to allow you to be in absolute comfort and release. Yoga Nidra is also known as yogic sleep. And the point of the practice is not to fall asleep, but to find that space, to enter into that space rather between sleeping and waking, the theta wave brain state. And layer by layer, we will release the body, the sheaths of the body. And as we do, creating ease and peace to rest in our true nature Enjoy the process as you transition from the day into your meditation space, closing the doors, letting those who are around you know that you will be in a space of quiet and that you should not be interrupted, turning off the phone, anything that would be distracting. And as you come to rest, close the eyes down and allow the earth of your body to surrender and be held by Mother Earth. Say to yourself, three times, now begins the practice of yoga nidra. 
I surrender completely to the practice. Take a few deep breaths down into the abdomen, expanding the belly. Tune into the pelvis. And bring awareness to the Dantian. Your womb, if you have a womb, or your energetic womb. the first mind, the space between the belly button and the pelvic bone at the center of the body, the sacral chakra, the root of creativity and creative power within you, the seed, the center, Breathe in and out from this space. On the exhale, feel the energy contracting as if it comes into a tight ball of energy. And on the inhale, it expands, opening up like a flower or the rays of a sun, a star beaming out. On the exhale, contract gently around the Dantian. And on the inhale, expand. The first mind And rising up to the center of your chest, your heart space. Breathe in and out from the center of your chest. The second mind, the wise heart, the compassionate heart. Expanding on the inhale and gently closing in on the exhale. And finally, bringing the awareness to the center of the forehead, Ajna, the third eye. the space of insight, intuition. And these three portals of awareness, of purpose, of potential, power, and knowing Feel how they are interdependent.
and set an intention from the wisest part of you. You will hear the sound of the forest around me. Allow it to be soothing. In the first stage of yoga nidra, all you need to do is bring awareness, attention to each body part as I name them. Love is the quality of attention that we bring to anything. Attentively loving each part of the body. Beginning with the right thumb. Fingers one, two, three, four. The palm of the right hand. The back of the right hand. The wrist, the elbow, the shoulder, the left thumb, fingers one, two, three, four, the palm of the left hand, the back of the left hand, the wrist the elbow, the shoulder. The center of the chest. The center of the brow. The right eye. The left eye. The nose. The right cheek the left cheek, the upper lip, the lower lip, the tongue, the back of the tongue, the jaw. Release the ears, right and left. Release the whole skull together. The neck, the throat, the right side of the heart, the left side of the heart, the diaphragm, the belly, Give space for all the internal organs. Release the upper spine, the middle spine, the lower spine, the pelvis, the right hip, right knee, right ankle, right foot, toes on the right, one, two, three, four, five, 
the heel of the right foot, the sole of the right foot, the left hip, left knee, left ankle, left foot, the toes on the left foot, one, two, three, four, five, the heel of the left foot, the sole of the left foot, the whole right side of your body together, the whole left side of the body together. whole body together. Bring awareness to your breath. Become the breath. So instead of being a body breathing, become the breath. And notice how the body naturally opens and expands and the breath just pours in and naturally tumbles out. No need to push or pull. Witness the natural flow of the breath, like the waves on a shore. Gently in, gently out. On the inhale, bring all of your awareness inside the sensations inside. And on the exhale, bring all of your awareness outside. On the inhale, bringing awareness inside. On the exhale, awareness outside. Inhale, inside. Exhale, outside. Witnessing the breath without controlling. Continue bringing the awareness inside on the inhale. And on the exhale, 
awareness to the outside. Until the inside and the outside cease to have a boundary. Pay attention to the sounds. And listen. Listen with your ears. And spread the listening to your whole body. So you're listening with every cell. without trying to name what the sounds are. Listen to the sea of sound, the sensation of sound. Become the sensation of sound. Notice taste without naming. Notice the sensation of taste. Notice smell. Notice the sensation of smell. Notice feeling. Touch. where the body is touching the planet, touching other parts of the body, your clothing, the air, the sense of heat and coolness. Notice the sensation a vision, if there are images arising, the portal each sense is to the present, without naming or judging. Notice the field, the always changing field of cloud of sensation. Listen, taste, smell, touch, see.
In the next phase, I'll be going through a series of contrasts. Let your body feel heavy. Let your body feel light. Extremely cold. Very hot. Angry. Allowing. Fearful. Trusting. Anxious. Calm. Resentful. Forgiving. And keep feeling, noticing that whatever feeling arises, the opposite is also there. Connect to your joy. It may be a memory of joy, something that happened or an experience that brought you great joy. And let this memory be a portal Experience and rest in this joy. And now it's time to reflect on the practice, knowing that this space of joy is one you can return to at any point with a simple breath and a choice to return, to return to truth and love. Return to your intention. The I am presence that has been here as the witness 
throughout the entirety of the practice, witnessing the body. But you are not the body. Witnessing the senses. But you are not the senses. Witnessing the breath. You are not the breath. Witnessing the feelings and the sensations. But you are not the sensations. Who are you? Who are you? Who am I? Who am I? I am. From this pluripotent space, I am. I am truth. I am love. I am spacious. I am kind. I am peaceful by nature. I am. And in this spaciousness, as you begin to bring movement back into the body, when you are ready to do so, feel it from this quality of presence and gratitude for the aliveness that is here, for the breath. for the human being. Be. Be the change you want to see in the world. And when you're ready, cradling yourself rolling over to a fetal position, (laughs) rolling over, cuddle up around your heart and have a snuggle party with yourself, offering yourself gratitude for taking time for your practice today. And when you're ready, rising up into a seated position with your head coming up last, Taking a deep breath in, gathering what you need for the day, and on the exhale, bowing the head slightly, namaste.